He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. The other thing that we're concerned about, particularly in those areas that were really hard hit, is you know we want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved in, 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 in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you, know, you can have people you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. He's right. We are. I want his... to buy him a drink. Yes. Tell him to bring me another one, too. It's been one of those days. It is Monday. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. Damn glad to be with you. That was America's governor, Ron DeSantis, letting you know how we do things in Florida. And he's right. Look, there's people like and not to get into the hurricane stuff necessarily, but it was awful. What's happened in, in a lot of these areas awful. But every time these things come through, there's always this discussion and there's discussion for a reason, because there's scumbags who go and do these types of things and they loot and they take advantage of of people and property that are in these horrible situations. It's awful. I hope it's not been happening, but it's not. There's, there, there's a couple places you don't want to do that. Florida is among them. It's not going to go well for you. Yes, we have retirement communities here, and, and some people think everyone's old. But guess what? Some of those old folks also can fire weapons, and they serve this country and have come down here to live a better life. Um, I love it, though. I love what he's had to say about a lot of things. He's handled this whole thing well. And I'm not saying that because I'm a homer, and I'm from Florida, and I like DeSantis. I am, and I, and I do. But he literally just has. He's done a phenomenal job with his response. But still, you've got liberals, the hateful media, all these people out there, because there's an election coming and because they're just awful people in general, who are going after him. They're going after him like crazy. Literally today, DeSantis destroys Florida. Hashtag DeSantis destroys Florida was trending this morning on Twitter. It's just ridiculous. I saw it and laughed and then got mad and then I laughed again and then I got mad and now I think I'm just I think I landed on mad because it's absurd. And you've well, got did you did you see did you see this guy? Show it. That shit about DeSantis, but that gas is here in Arcadia. In, in Arcadia. Now, I don't know why the rest of y'all, but it's here in Arcadia. So y'all know who we vote for. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why the rest of you motherfuckers. I'm voting for DeSantis. And I'm a Democrat. So y'all can call it what the fuck y'all want to call it. Okay, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> I love that guy. I love it. It's awesome. Hey, look, he's, he's, he's done well. And I mean, listen here, KJP, you got token press secretary who got the job just because of all of her identity politics. She has no qualifications whatsoever. She's never answered a question. She's been in this job for a long time. She's never answered a question. What kind of, I mean, that's perfect, actually. That, that's what they were looking for. But most of us, and, and historically speaking, you want a press secretary who will respond to questions, give the American people some answers. but. People saying he's done a good job. She, she's, she refuses to comment on it. Says she doesn't want to make things political as if they, they ever do that. They never make things political. Here was her response. 
Yesterday, President Biden said that Governor DeSantis, when they spoke, complimented him and praised the immediate response from the federal government. Is that a sentiment that the president returns? Does he think Governor DeSantis has handled the response to this well so far? So I can't, I can't, um, uh, I can't speak to the specifics of a, a private, uh, private conversation. I can say that uh, you know we gave a readout from our end uh, about uh, how the conversation, uh, how the conversation went. Uh, again, we don't want to make this about politics. We don't want to make this about uh, you know red states versus you know blue states. This is this is about the American people that are uh, you know families and everyday people who are on the ground who need the assistance, and they are going to continue to coordinate. They are going to continue to have conversations. They had, I believe, three conversations in just a, a week's time uh, about what they can do uh, to help uh, the communities uh, in Florida. But I, I don't want to get into to politics here because this is not about that. Right. I'm not asking about politics. I'm just asking if the president thinks that Governor DeSantis is done I'm just not going to. Look, I haven't had that conversation with the president. What I can tell you is that they are working uh, closely. Uh, together, uh, the FEMA administrator is down there currently uh, with the governor. They are traveling uh, the state together and looking at um, what is currently happening on the ground. Uh, not going to get into particulars of who's doing a good job and who's doing a, a, a you know, I don't know, uh, I don't know, could do a better job, I should say. Uh, right now, we are working closely, hand in hand, with the officials on the ground. We have had multiple conversations, uh, not just this president, but also the FEMA administrator. And you can see the fact that they've had conversations, uh, the fact that the FEMA administrators, administrators on the ground, uh, that this is a working relationship that is about the people of Florida. I'm not going to get into uh, scorecards here. <laughs> okay, so uh, of course you, uh, of course you are. Uh, that's who you guys are. That's what you. Everything is political for you guys. You know he's doing a good job, and you refuse to say it. You had every opportunity there to. To be, remember, remember, this is the guy who ran. Of course, he didn't know who who he who he is or what he was running for. He thought he was running for Senate, and he did so from his basement. But he said he was going to be the great unifier. Okay, Joe. Okay, KJP. You have an opportunity right here during a tragic disaster that has occurred in Florida and throughout the Southeast, South Carolina as well. I mean, multiple people feeling it right now. DeSantis, who is enemy number one, enemy number two for you guys behind Trump, you have a chance to say, you know what? Despite our political differences, he's done a great job. We've been in great coordination. Everyone should be encouraged and show, show people that you can work together. Now, we can't really. Again, the division is so strong in this country. We will never be unified. We are never healed. Sorry if, if, if you're here for the first time and you think that that's a possibility. We hate each other. We just do. It's, it's not po I wish it wasn't the case. But you had a chance there to say something positive, but they refused to do, oh, we're not going to score anyone. We're not going to get political. Stop it. Stop it. It's ridiculous. They're, they're just ridiculous people. And, all, and politicians are on both sides of the aisle, for that matter. Most of them. Big D being one of very few exceptions. Okay. <clears throat> but, if, but if anyone's going to make it political, it's everyone on... Capitol Hill has the right to make it political because that's what we voted them in for. That's what their job is. That's what they do. Saying, I don't want to make it political is like you and I having a discussion that we don't agree on. I don't want to make it political. That's a safe thing to say. She does, she can't say that. Every every Her saying that makes it political. Because <laughs> exactly. it shows her cards. <laughs> exactly. It shows it's, her it's cards. 100% <laughs> political by saying nothing. Look, you got to be able to compliment people on the other side 
when they do something right. If Joe Biden did something right, he has not done something right to date. If he did something right, I would say good job. You're an awful president, definitely the worst in the history of the United States of America. Might be the reason the United States of America falls and crumbles. But if you do something right, I will give you credit. I don't care. Well, no, what- he, he has. He picks really good ice cream flavors. I mean, he's they picked, look delicious he's, yeah, every they, time he... That's true. Like, that's true. He every does, time he has it, you're like, damn it, I want some ice cream. Well, <laughs> and he's happy, and then he's, so. he's distracted as he eats it. He's not actually ruining the country uh, as he does it, usually. Um, but no, I mean, if he, if he did something right, I'd give him credit. I, I, I absolutely would. You show up and do the right thing, which you're supposed to, when 13 service members come home. Okay, you've done a good job until you do this. Like, what the hell are you doing? He just can't do anything right. He's an absolute disaster. This whole party, the radical left, an absolute hateful disaster. And speaking of hateful, maybe you saw this over the weekend. Occupy Democrats tweeted this out as Hurricane Ian was ripping through and and had gone through. And they said this about Trump's Mar-a-Lago address. And you can see it if you're listening to the podcast. It shows a picture of Mar-a-Lago. It says, Dear Ian, you had one job implying they wanted that destroyed. They wanted destruction, loss of property. Why? Why? So he can uh, claim it on insurance and then make it even bigger and better one (laughs) after? (laughs) Well, they're not smart. I mean, again, you don't... Yeah. I mean, they they took it right down. They they took it right down. But, of course, it's... You got to understand it. And everyone has been caught in this before. Everyone... I'm sure I have, too. I typically I have a I have a don't take down policy for the most part. Um, if it offends somebody, I don't care. Like that's just is what it is. Like get tougher. But a lot of you know, if there's people who will put something out. They'll take it down whatever. And, but everyone's get, gets a picture of it. But what's I mean, like literally, I I don't say that this is the difference. And again, there's Republicans and conservatives or libertarians or any of these people out there who might feel this way. Maybe not libertarians, but there's people out there who have that level of hatred towards the other side. I don't like the other side. I think that they hate you. I think they hate me. I think they hate this country. I think they hate God. I think they hate everything that we stand for and believe in. But I also don't sit here and think about ways to kill them. I also don't sit here and dream or pray that they die. I don't yell at a hurricane, an inanimate object. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it actually is a, I don't know what you, I don't know what category you put it in, whatever. I don't sit here and yell at hurricanes and say, how dare you not kill this guy and ruin his property? Like, that's just vile. Like, you don't do that. Again, I hate Joe Biden. I think he's an awful president. I think he's a worse person. And there's people who celebrate his sickness and his illness and this, that, and the other. And there's people who wish the worst on him. I'm just saying I don't wish for his death or his demise. I wish he would just leave and be totally out of the picture. Slurping on some applesauce, eating some toast, which actually sounds delicious, in a nursing home. Jill can leave him and find her next husband like she did for Joe in the first place. I, like, do whatever, but like, just get out of, out of the way. But I don't, I don't wish death on these people. I don't wish their families and their homes be put in awful situations. That's just not what humans do. Anywho. Like I said, they took it down immediately, but we got pictures of it. A lot of people got pictures of it. Make sure you continue to spread it around because it shows who they are. It shows who they are. All right. Yes, the Florida American flag dude was awesome, Ting Ting. You're right. 
dude just standing there in the wind holding strong it was awesome so we'll be over on locals today for booze and banter we'll have some fun it'll be a good time make sure you get yourself an account it's drewberquist.locals.com you can see it right there on the screen it's easy to get set up just five dollars a month gets you into the premium category where you can see and everything hear everything that we do over there so get on over there it's drewberquist.locals.com again we'll be over there this afternoon for booze and banter it'll be a great time and let's get to question of the day we're in october right it's, it's crazy crazy and you guys are gonna say oh it's not time for the holidays but it really is the first of the fall holidays is in 28 days and my question today has to do with that it is this do you like halloween Halloween kind of kicks off the fall, you know, frenzy of holidays. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I'm not saying, did you like it as a kid? Everyone, let's, everyone likes it as a kid. It's free candy. Chance to get out and go around and have, have some fun with your friends, family members, whatnot. I'm talking about now. Do you like Halloween? That's the question. You could, you could go a step further and say, do you decorate or not? As you send in your responses, today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Gold Co. Guys, I don't know how many times I got to tell you, and a lot of you have done it, so, so kudos to you. You're smart. You're responding the way that you should. But Biden's economy is a disaster. A disaster. And if you have a 401k, an IRA, a TSP, a pension account, any of those things, just regular old savings, your funds could be in jeopardy. This, this administration has printed more money in the last two years than the previous 100 years combined. The national debt is higher than it's ever been. Inflation higher than it's been since 1982. It is only a matter of time before the House of Cards comes crashing down. Good news is, is my friends at Gold Co. have the answer for you. They've got ways that you can protect your money. Talk to them. It's free. They'll send you a free kit. They'll, they'll talk to you for free. All of that. Just They'll explain it all. All you've got to do is go to DrewLovesGold.com. They'll give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualifying account. Explain the best way to do this to hedge your bets, protect your funds. They're not saying to move all of it either, by the way. It's not, hey, take everything you got and dump it into precious metals, gold and silver. No, no, no. Listen to what they have to say. They know what they're doing. This is what they do for a living. They've protected lots of people's money. They can protect yours too. So get on over there against DrewLovesGold.com. All right, let's get to question of the day responses. See what we've got here. Turkey Day with all the fixings. No, I don't do Halloween, says Shirley. Okay. Yes, yes. Shelby did it uh, when we had kids at the home. We had fun, went all, went all out. It's less exciting now. Halloween doesn't bother me, says Deb Youngblood. Okay, so not all in on it, but doesn't bother you either. BM, I love Halloween so much I want it to be a day off from work like the rest of the holidays. I, I can agree with that. Here, here's the deal. Like this year. I think it's on a Monday, right? Well, the next day should be off. Whether you like the day or not, it's like the Super Bowl. Whether you still watch the NFL or don't, the vast majority of the country does. Has parties, by the way. Maybe makes poor decisions. Whatever. That should be a holiday. It should be off. Halloween, if it's on a day, like, like if it's on a weekday, if it's not on a Friday or a Saturday, you should get a day off. Because these kids are running around. We're, think, and think of, 
think of getting them to bed. Okay, I've got four who are in Halloween age. Like we're like we're right in there, right in that sweet spot. You're up later than usual, and you're eating candy. They're you know bouncing off the walls. Like it. Come on, we we've got to we've we've got to do that. So I agree with that. Okay, I only pass out candy for the kids. Otherwise, I don't like Halloween. Says Cheryl. Fair enough. <clears throat> All right. Olga is a really happy person over on uh, Facebook. Everyone say goodbye to Olga. Um, all right. I don't like Halloween. Voting day should be a paid day off so people don't, don't have an excuse. Fair enough. I, can, I, I, I agree with that. Okay. What else? What other answers we got? I love the day after 50% off candy day. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Mudcat doesn't like it. Not a big deal. Not anymore, says Debbie. It's kind of mixed bag, I'd say. Disco, what do you think? You know, it's, you know, growing up, it was awesome, especially, you know, making our own costumes and all that stuff. You know, like my my mom was very adamant, like, we're not buying a store-bought costume where you're making it, you know. Okay. And so uh, we've done the same with our kids and everything. Growing up as it is right now, like, do I really want to get up every five minutes and pass out candy? No, but someone did it for me. I'll do it. But we live where no one comes now, so the ball of candy is really just for me now. <laughs> right. No, we should get more just in case. But I just like to, it's a, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, the Hallow's Eve, like we don't go into that with our kids or anything, none of that stuff. It's just like, hey, let's just dress up and have fun. So we're actually going to a, a party this year. It's going to be, you know, people from the church and all that stuff together. But it's just a tie costume party to get together, have some fun. That stuff's fun. I'm not a fan of, uh, I, I used to work at um, in the production division at Universal Studios, and anytime we had Halloween Horror Nights, I'd have to walk through every haunted house with the camera guy from the local news, so they could like show their host getting scared, you know. And so like now it's just all numb to me, like the flashing lights and the screaming. It's just like it's just another day. Like, but that person was screaming. I didn't really hear it. I, I don't. It's like explosions with you when you were overseas. Like you was probably putting you to sleep at night. Here in like an, you know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing. It's like, I'm just so used to it. It's like, whatever, let's go. You know, my daughter's like, how can we never get scared? I'm like, because I've just been around it for so long. You know, I, I've been saturated with it. I can't, you know, it doesn't scare me anymore. Yes. So. Well, uh, no, I, I, I'm not a big fan of it, especially in Florida, because there's a lot of times in Florida, in Minnesota growing up, I loved it. Obviously, I was a kid then. Different stories, fun as a kid. But it's, you know, even as an adult, at least then, if your kids aren't able to be on their own, and this world is a more dangerous and scary place than it used to be, so that that changes for a lot of people on, on what that means age-wise and neighborhood-wise, yada, yada, yada. But walking around a lot of the times in Florida, the kids are having a blast. You're sweating your ass off, getting annihilated by bugs, and... It's it, it just ends up not being that fun. Now, I love seeing the smiles on their faces. I love watching them. I love experiencing the night through them. But as an adult, really just I don't it's not my jam. It's not my jam. And it's like what cat said, it's a it's a not a real holiday. It's just a big candy and money grab. Yeah, no. Well, and that's, you know, even like, you know, growing up in Florida, I remember the humidity, the mosquitoes it was awful. Now here in, in Santa Fe. It, we had our kids dressed up, but they had to wear winter coats because it snowed the day before. You know, <laughs> it was it was freezing out, and it's like, why? 
Like, why, you know, like, you know, they're like, I want to be this. Like, well, that's not appropriate for the temperature of the year. So <laughs> you need to be something else. Yeah. How about an Eskimo? That works. Yeah, you Let's can't be it. Moana in the dead of winter or, or in snow. <laughs> um, all right. Good responses, folks. Good responses. Thanks for, for playing along as usual. Um, Pansophical Lighthouse says, Halloween, the one day Pelosi doesn't need to dress up. Exactly. We got a Pelosi clip later on in the show today. We'll get to it. But first, let's get to some clips of Biden. Okay, let's get into some stories. Let's get into some news here. I've got some clips, some of which are from the end of last week, but we were off because of the storm. And by the way, the weather has been amazing ever since. That's not to diminish what some people are going through. We got lucky uh, where we are, and the weather's been awesome. So it's been it's been nice to come out of this with with a little bit of a uh, little bit of sunshine. But all these clips happen, some of which, you know, at the end of the week, some of which over the weekend. But Joe just keeps getting worse. His condition keeps getting worse. And he looks, acts, behaves, whatever you want to say, like a dementia-riddled man more and more, day after day. It just it keeps happening. But the mo- one of the most obvious things, beyond you know, his, his poor speech and his losing his thoughts and all, this, all the stuff that we see and talk about and show all the time here on the program, but one of the most obvious things lately, which is, is just interesting because it's, it's really become like a thing, is his inability to find his way off of a stage or away from the podium. It's, it's crazy. Take a look at these. Here's, here's the first one. This one's great, too, because this one, and you've probably seen this one. This is definitely from the end of last week. But this is one where someone's trying to call him back to the stage and it's like he's gotten spooked because he's he's gotten you know lost so many times walking away from the microphone that this time he just like darts off with unfound, unsubstantiated, un you know unreasonable sorry, confidence. My, my time is over. I must leave. Yes, <laughs> and they're trying to call him back. He's just like I'm out of here. Like take a look, take a look. Okay, thank you, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Mr. President, Mr. President, I just love how he starts walking into that room and then the, the first two people, once the camera pans, as you see, it's Secret Service. They're like, we were not ready for this. Yes, we were not ready. <laughs> Meanwhile, the people <laughs> at the podium are like, wait, 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 what do we do? And they're probably looking at his like aides and handlers who are like, we don't know. We, we never know what to do. Real quick, Tammy. Tammy, I knew I loved you. We're in Alexandria, Minnesota, and smart ca- uh, smart cast you on our big screen. Love your show. Thank you so much. Love fellow Minnesotans. Love Alexandria, Minnesota. You know what? I, you, I'm not going to get all close in on the camera, but I've got a chip tooth. Never fixed it because whatever. I'm not a male model. But it happened in Alexandria, Minnesota, in a pool. Uh, great vacation. It was a great vacation as a child up there. Love that state. Love the people in Minnesota. Thanks so much for watching. Appreciate it. So Biden hustles off there. He hustles off there. Then here's one where, and we've got, I think, two like this. Here's one where, where Dr. Jill, not a real doctor, Dr. Jill Biden has to tell Joe what to do. And even when she, notice this, because my take on this is even when she tells him, he then stops and is like, ah, but should I trust you? Like, I keep screwing this up. Take a look. Real aggressive clapping there. This way. This, oh, are we sure? Now I'm going to turn. Look, my office is back there. 
Yeah. Thankfully, he looks confident when he walks. By the way, I'm not making fun of people in motorized wheelchairs at all, I promise. Someone will think I am, whatever. But did you see, I don't remember, if, if you remember, um, I think it was Naked Gun two and a half. I think it was Naked Gun two and a half, and the guy who goes by in the wheelchair is like looks just like the doctor who's in that who's they they make up a, never mind I'm not going to go down this path if you don't know what I'm talking about you don't know what I'm talking about but I swear that was him going behind which is perfect because this presidency is so much like the naked gun movies hot shots all of those things it's just it should be a comedy sadly it's not it's real and we're facing a lot of very serious stuff as it happens raven 6 drew dove into the shallow end of the pool actually swam into a wall it was cloudy. It was a cloudy, cloudy water. I mean, cloudy water There's day. Your first red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I swam right into it. You know, I've always no, tried to no, knock down did walls. Did you have goggles on or no? I don't remember. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. No goggles. Yeah. If I remember correctly, Brian knows what I was talking about. Said that's exactly what I thought. I love it. Okay. But we got another clip. <clears throat> Here's Joe again. Trying to find his way off the stage. That way. Talking about that a little later today, okay? Let's celebrate now. I mean, at least he used words there. Um, okay. <laughs> that's, that's Joe. Again, what I don't get, and I, I don't understand this because I don't have dementia yet. I'll probably get it at some point too. But like, is when he, if you're going to make mistakes, make them full speed. It's like, I, I tell kids that in football too. Like, if you're going to make a mistake, make it at full speed. And if you're an adult or you're someone else going somewhere to do something, like just act with some confidence. Act as if like you belong, like you know what you're doing. Fake it till you make whatever. But he's always like so, so clear in his response, like, oh, but, but, like he, like stop it. Keep your hands down. Just walk off this way or that way. Pick away. Doesn't matter. Even if you don't know which way you're walking or where you were walking to, which Lord knows you don't, just do it. Just own it. Because here's the deal. You're not just embarrassing yourself and your family, who I don't think can be embarrassed. I mean, literally, look at all the stories that are out there about them. Not stories. Look at all the, the facts that are out there about them. They don't care. But you're embarrassing our country. People are taking advantage of us because of what an absolute train wreck we are. It's not good. Stolen elections have consequences. They sure do. It's not a gin and tonic, by the way, F News. Just, just some vodka today. Just today, Like I said, today's been one of those days. Glad to be with you guys now. I'm in a better spot. But man, up until, up until showtime, it was just hair on fire. Crazy ass day. Lots of stuff going on. Okay, so we're going to get into um, a couple more things here. We're going to get into NATO. We're going to get into 
everything that's happening overseas. We've got some UN climate change stuff, all of that. We're going to we're going to do that. We got booze and banter afterwards over on Locals. Right now, though, real quick, guys, everyone smash that like button, whichever platform you're on. It'll be so helpful to us if you did so. It's the plus sign over on Rumble. If you're on the Rumble app, it's the boxing glove symbol. I don't know why there's two different ones. They haven't told me that, but there are. So make sure you hit that button, the positive button, wherever it is. And then please, please make sure you're still subscribed on that channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, we'd be so honored if you would now. That way you get notifications, unless you're on YouTube because they hate America and they hate, hate freedom. So they probably won't notify you. But, but, but sign up for notifications. Make sure you subscribe. Do all those things. Continue to chat in the chat room. Engage. Share, share, share away with your friends and family. And don't forget, like I said, guys, that we'll be over on Locals today. We'll be there this afternoon, and we'll be right back here in a few seconds. Be sure to sign up at Locals for both free and exclusive content from Drew Berquist. Head over to drewberquist.locals.com and join the community today. Creepy. All right, so I said I don't really love Halloween, but it's October, so we will have October-like bumpers playing throughout the month. You can expect some different ones in November, and you know that we're going to go hard to the hoop on Christmas in December because it is. I'm really time. excited about. I'm really excited about the one of the Christmas ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I, I'm I'm at the house the I other usually, day, and and you had sent one over, and I'm looking at some stuff. We're doing some research to get ahead, you know, for the. For the fall, so team members are sending stuff in and ideas in and themes in. <clears throat> and my wife's like, are you listening to Christmas music? I'm like, no, I no, I promise I'm not. <laughs> I'm just, we're doing research for the show for, for bumpers. Uh, well, it's because the last time I was there, you were like, it's beginning to. And your wife was like, nope, nope, nope you stop that right now. <laughs> and no, it was just I'll just do I'm all my singing in the studio. No one <laughs> yeah, will know. I'll my girls and my wife, they're all like, why are you listening? I'm like, it's just for work. I'm not like, they're like, let's get the tree out. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, Slow down. Pump the brakes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So let's let's talk about That's going to be amazing. Let's let's hope that the world is still here at Christmas. Let's let's shoot for that. That's all I want for Christmas. OK, some people want their two front teeth. Some people, you know, just want you. I hate that song, by the way. I'm sorry if you like that song. All I want for no, Christmas nope, nope, nope. is you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we discussed last week the impact. Hey, Rick, good to see you. We discussed the impact of the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage in the Baltic Sea. What happened with it? All of that, it, it's, it's, it is not good. It doesn't matter what you think about it or who you think did it. Everyone's pointing fingers. You know, no one, nor will they be, is, is going to be honest about it. Like, it's not good. Sometimes we can just boil things down and you don't have to Monday morning quarterback it and you don't have to say, oh, here's, here's why it was these guys and those guys. Sometimes you just can look at something and be like, this is not good. And that's this situation right here, right? Everything having to do with Ukraine and Russia, everything having to do with Nord Stream, everything having to do with NATO, everything having to do with the prospects of World War, not good. Now, we discussed it last week. And I said that I think it makes little sense that Russia did it. You can go back and listen to that episode if you want. I think it was Wednesday's episode of last week, and you can hear why. We're not going to go into all of that now. But follow, here, the, the news of the weekend was this. 
And I'm not going to lie, it got my pulse and my heart rate up a little bit. There I am having a nice little, I think it was Saturday. Weather's nice, following the storm. Grateful that, that you know, we survived it here again. Thoughts and prayers for those in Fort Myers and Sanibel and so many other areas that were just crushed. But we were grateful here that the family was safe and, and loved ones were safe and property was safe. And having a good little morning. And then you see what happens with Putin, right? And Putin signs documents with, to great fanfare, by the way, annexing four territories in Ukraine, declaring them part of the Russian Federation. Like, okay, this is not surprising, not good. It's bold, but again, not, not super surprising. So with those four plus Crimea back in 2014, you've just taken five territories and declared them Russia. That's not what ruined my day, though. That's not what ruined my day. Because, again, that didn't surprise me at all. What do you, they're, they're there fighting for them for a reason. To think, the fact that you think they're not going to take them just shows you're not paying attention. And they're not going to go away. They're not just going to be like, ah, you know what, never mind. We're not going to do this anymore. So that was going to happen. Fighting's going to continue. But what concerned me was the next step. Then you have... Vladimir Zelensky, who took a, a, a break from his glamour shots to do a video announcement where he signed a NATO application requesting an accelerated response, accelerated, an accelerated application to be, become a member of the alliance. And there's been talk about this before. They've talked about wanting to be in NATO. Timing wasn't right. Putin's threatening massive consequence if that happened. So it didn't happen. It was kind of tabled for a while. Then he annexes, signs documents saying we're taking these four territories. NATO responds with this knee-jerk reaction. We're, we're signing an application to join NATO. And not only are we doing it, but we want accelerated action. We want in and we want in now. Like we want in effective yesterday. So again, some people might say, most of you, I think, get the, the ramifications of this. But, but some people don't understand how significant that would be. And it has not happened, to be clear. <clears throat> I was concerned also because right after Zelensky does that, then you've got Stoltenberg and the peeps over at NATO who call an un- announced press conference i'm like oh oh no don't you dare <clears throat> say we're going to actively consider this and we're, we're accepting it or anything like that doesn't work that easily by the way you got to get all 30 member states to vote and agree on it but were they to enter were they to enter the alliance were they to be accepted into nato we would all the united states included we would all <clears throat> technically speaking, be instantly at war in an unofficial manner. Excuse me, in an official manner. Right now, we're in a war in an unofficial manner. We're fighting this proxy war. But as Raven 6 is saying, it is literally with the stroke of a pen, the stroke of a pen by Putin, the stroke of a pen with the application by Zelensky, 
and then the stroke of a pen <clears throat> or the, the handshake, the head nod that NATO accepts you, you were instantly, although bullets are flying over there, you were instantly in World War III simply with signing something. It would be catastrophic. There's no words to describe what it would actually be. Now, keep in mind, we're already in this proxy war with them, the U.S. in particular, funding this thing. We sent more money there this week and cleared billions more to go over. By the way, as our country is being destroyed from within, and then on top of all of that, you just had Hurricane Ian come through and do tens upon tens upon tens of billions of dollars in damage. People, people who've lost everything. And that's just now. I mean, prior to that, we had plenty. I mean, we got homeless veterans on the streets who are being treated like trailer trash. But we're sending all of our money over there. So we're already in this fight. We're just calling it something else. Putin's calling it a special mission. We're just saying that we're sending funds over there. But this is very much a proxy clandestine war that is happening. But Article 5 would come into play right away. Were they to be accepted into NATO? We would all be on the hook to instantly defend them with the full might of NATO and, and the member state militaries. Now, as Massey said, Thomas Massey said over the weekend, keep in mind Article 11 is still in effect that says that Congress still has to, to vote on it and declare war officially, right? But keep in mind a few things with that. Keep in mind a few things with that. One, all the NATO countries, or the vast, vast majority of them, are far too sympathetic and emotional about all this, you know, this conflict in the first place. They just are. And that concerns me. It, it should concern everyone that though they need everyone to vote yes, though they would need 30 states to vote yes, <clears throat> With what we've seen and heard, I'm a little concerned that they might. Right? Isn't, isn't everyone kind of feeling that? Like, it would make sense to say no strategically, tactically, on all of these levels. We shouldn't do that. Or they, they essentially are a part of it anyways, right? With all the support they're getting. The fact that this thing hasn't escalated without it is, is frankly remarkable. But it instantly does if, if you put them in there. So you'd think that they'd be wise enough to say, now, that's not a good move. That's not a good move. That's one of the biggest things that threatens Putin. By the way. Not only would it drag us in, but it's one of the biggest threats and concerns to Putin is having another NATO country right there on his border. So I'm concerned that they might do it. That's the first thing. I'm concerned that NATO might actually be like, you know what, this is the right thing to do, so let's do it. The second point is, is if, if they were accepted, Congress would have to, to, to vote and agree on this. Yes, in theory. That's assuming the Democrats play by the rules. But, but they will. Right, as it stands right now, the Dems control the House. Hopefully that changes in, in November. It may not. It may. I, I, who knows at this point? It should. We know that. But should's a word that kind of went away two years ago. But you've got the Democrats controlling the House, a bunch of rhinos who are anxious to take things to the next level. 
And if, if, so that, that's if it's accepted, right? If you can get everyone to do it, and then would Congress do it? I still think that they would because people in D.C. are awful. And, and they're short-sighted. They don't, they don't actually know what's going on. But the third thing is, is let's play out if it's denied, right? Let's play out this thing is actually denied. You know, Raven 6 is saying Turkey and Hungary won't go for it. I hope you're right. And, and that very well could be the case. But let's say it's denied. This thing is going to continue anyways. Because again, they might as well be a part of NATO for all, you know, intents and purposes. We're fighting in this proxy status, in this covert war, something I'm very familiar with. I understand what's happening there quite well. I'm not going to talk about all of it. But it will eventually be deemed direct and more overt because of some event that happens. There's been plenty that could have been the catalyst. Nord Stream was one of them. But this will eventually, unfortunately, develop into a full-fledged war whether Ukraine's admitted or not. And as I always say, regardless on where you stand on this, no one wins with this war. There's not a soul who wins with this. The only people who might are like a couple tribes in Africa who are buried so deep that they won't be affected by all this and things will just kind of continue on. They might not even know what's going on. But no one's winning it. And everyone loses if we enter this conflict on more of a massive overt scale. And keep in mind, too, as all this discussion is going about, that we're enduring a purge in our military here at home. Some people don't recognize it. Some people don't want to recognize it, but it's true. Being led by Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, General Milley, he's way more concerned about trying to understand white rage than getting our military ready. And we're being laughed at by people around the world. Enemies and allies alike. Like, dear God, what happened to America? That's what we're asking, too. We're asking the same question over here. We, we don't know. Well, we do, because it's straight out of the communist playbook. But it's crazy. But not only are we not being taken seriously, but as we've talked about in the show before, recruiting is down. There's a Fox News article came, came up here. <clears throat> the U.S. Army came 15,000 soldiers short of meeting its 2022 recruiting goals, making the year the worst on record since the services switched to an all-volunteer force nearly 50 years ago. This is a quote in the Army's most challenging recruiting year since the start of an all-volunteer force. We will only achieve 75% of our fiscal year 22 recruiting goal, said Army Secretary Christine Wormworth. The Army will maintain its readiness and meet all of our national security requirements if recruiting challenges persist, we will draw on the guard and reserve to augment active duty forces, and we may need to trim our force structure. I wonder why this is happening. You know why it's happening. It's ridiculous what's happening. No one, I mean, of course people don't want to sign up right now. It's awful. It's, it's, it's terrible. But we need to get our balls back there. As BM says, white rage wins wars. We're not ready for it. We have some amazing people, some I, I've worked with before, who are there and ready and will do anything and everything to protect this country and, and their homeland. But the people who are coming up in the ranks now aren't all of the same breed. And those people who are like the, the warriors I just discussed, 
those guys, the new ones and the old ones, are being marginalized, pushed out. Told to settle down. Don't be you. Don't be that type A meat eater. That's not what we're about now. Here's a coloring book. And here's a journal. Please, please tell us how you feel. It's just ridiculous. So no wonder it's happening. No wonder it's happening. All right. <clears throat> going to take a quick few second break here. And then we're going to talk UN. We're going to talk some electric vehicles. We're going to talk Nancy Pelosi. We're going to talk a couple other things before we head on over to locals for the day. Be back in a few. Straight up evil. Straight up evil. Yeah, Jay Winkler, I wouldn't join right now. There's a lot of people thinking that. I, I don't encourage people to do it right now. It's just not the right time. I encourage you to love your country. I encourage you to do anything and everything you can for your country. But there's, it, that can look different, right? It doesn't have to be raise your right hand and go serve for this service or this department or this agency. It can look different in how you defend your country. And I think that's the approach that people have got to take right now. Fight for your country, but, but don't do it the way that people have always looked at it. All right, so you've got the UN Secretary for Global, uh, Global Comm saying that they, quote, you're going to hear it, that they own the science on climate change. And opposing viewpoints have now been pushed down in search results through their partnership with Google. Here, here's what she said. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. All right. So there you go. So I just Googled it. Okay. I just typed in climate change, just like you said, one, two, three, four, five, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Thirteenth down is the UN link. Not top. Thirteenth down. <laughs> well, but what's funny is they like, first of all, to say they own the science is ridiculous, you know. But to 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 hear her say what she just said, put her right out there in the open. That we're we're pushing people with opposing viewpoints down in the search. That's that's happened forever. It, it, that's that's what's happening to us all the time. You you, you know uh, we're not going to go into the social media stuff, but the same thing applies on search engines. Search engines. I mean, you you go to Google <clears throat> or Yahoo or one of these places, and if you're a conservative or have a different viewpoint, you know what's funny is is too like you can search, you can take a website for example, take a prominent 
website on Google. And if you just type in the name and then presume you're going to type in something else, but you've just typed in the name, if it's conservative, the second like search result that it'll show, like suggestion, you know, will be blank website fake news. Because that's what they want to put out there. It's ridiculous. That, that is what they do. All that to say, though, the reason I bring it up is they're, they're pushing this, and they have been pushing this. They've been working behind the scenes to do this, to squelch opposing voices, because that's how communists work. But what's remarkable is that they now say out loud what they're doing because they care that little for you. I mean, they literally are like, here's what we're doing. We're going to screw you over. What are you going to do about it? That's, that's, that, that's their tactic. And then if you bring it up or question it, you're suppressed. You're told to shut up. You're told you're crazy. You're told all these things. But I, 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 bring, I say this all the time. It makes me feel like I'm taking crazy pills because it's like, but they just said it. Like, this One guy look. just. <laughs> One uh, look. It's ridiculous. Drives me nuts. But speaking of climate change, let's look at this real quick. Let's, let's stay on, on theme, but, but change a little bit. So you've got a YouTuber <clears throat> who recently demonstrated that buyers of GMC's new electric Hummer better clear their calendars. I'm reading this from the report here. If the truck is running low on battery charge, right? This, this comes amid the massive push for electric vehicles. You're an awful person if you don't buy an electric vehicle that most people can't afford. But the video he produced demonstrated that the $80,000 plus electric vehicle is plugged into a regular house outlet. And it will take over f- four days to fully charge. A special 240 volt charger still takes a full day to charge the vehicle. So if you have the, the better one, <clears throat> it still takes a long time. If you're having to go off of different power, it's going to be a minute. And. Again, this is a super expensive vehicle. By the way, if you're in Florida, some people still, and this is what you're driving, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So if you don't have the proper equipment, it can take up to four days. Anyways, he made a video. Let's take a quick look at it, and then we can discuss. The new GMC Hummer EV truck is the quickest charging vehicle on the market right now. But what if you're not at a fast charger and just at home? How fast does it charge? Just plugged it at my house, 120 volt using the Hummer cable. Level one charging, 120 volt using the Hummer cable. Right now it's about 6 p.m. on Tuesday and it says it'll be full by Saturday at 10.55, which is four plus days of charging. Wow. I have a juice box, level two charger, 240 volts at my garage. Plug in level two charger. Now it says it will be done tomorrow by 6.30, so about 24 hours of charging from 4% to 100%. It's a 212 kilowatt hour battery. Still takes a while. It sure does. How much does that pull on the energy bill? It can't be good. No, I I mean, hey, you save money on gas, but your electric bill. (laughs) Exactly. But you feel better about it. Right? You feel better about it. It's ridiculous. Look, again, I'm, I'm not opposed, <clears throat> and I'm not even anti changing how we do things and getting better and more efficient and yada, yada, yada. Not for the sake of climate change, just technology in general. If it's 
if it can go in the right direction, okay, I can be convinced, but it has to be time, it has to be prepared, and it has to, it has to make, like, it has to work. Like, we, as we always say on this, we're not going to beat a dead horse. The infrastructure is not here yet for, for this to, to go the way that they want. It's not all roses. In fact, it's a whole shit ton of problems that come with making that switch right now. And, and you're going to pay out the ass for your car, for your electricity, for all of that stuff. And by the way, you're still not getting rid of fossil fuels because they're needed for that very system. They're needed for so many other things. So you're doing absolutely nothing. And you think, oh, I'm going to feel better about myself. And some of them are dumb enough that they probably do. But come on. Yeah, Debbie says, Musk even says it's too soon. It's, we're just not there. We're just not there. And again, as the, the Crenshaw video, like Dan or not, laid into to the whole concept and plan the other day too, talking about how clean fossil fuels are actually cleaner. Natural gas is actually cleaner than a lot of this other stuff that they're even pushing. It's better. All of that. It's ridiculous. It's just, I mean, literally, it's a control tactic. It, that's all it is. It's a play by DC elite and, and globalist leaders around the world to take more control. It has nothing to do with the climate. It has nothing to do with clean energy or this, that, and the other. It's all just a total sham. And as, as Krista says, how many of them have electric cars? Not a none, zero. Practice what you preach. Exactly, but they never will. Because they want you down here and them up here. They're going to drive the real Hummer, and they're going to have a driver drive the real Hummer. And then they're going to get on their G5 and go all over the world where a big convoy will meet them on the other end with security. But they want you to drive an electric vehicle, pay out the ass for electricity, insurance, all that stuff, and be poor. Not be able to drive it all the time. Control not just what you have, but when you can go places. That, that's what it comes down to. <clears throat> then we said earlier, last thing before we head over to booze and banter, we said earlier that they're, they're frequently more and more saying exactly what they think and believe, Democrats. Well, here's Nancy Pelosi saying why we need illegal immigrants. Take a listen. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, Immigrants uh, up north, we need them to pick the crops down here. We need them. Guys, we got to pick the crops. We need cheap labor. I'm not going to do that shit. That's what, that's what Nancy's saying. Look, I, I love it because it's something that, like, my, my grandparents would say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be like, and you just, like, you'd be at dinner and you just, I'm gonna keep drinking. You know, like, like, yep. Not gonna not gonna stop you because we're just at dinner. But here she is saying on a public for at a public stage, you know, like on it's been recorded, all that stuff. It's awful. Yeah, it is. And look, is that what a lot of them do? Sure it is, but again, you say the left says all the time, we gotta be this great melting pot. And America always is and has been and should continue to be done the 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 legal and right way. I'm taking someone through that process right now. I'm living it. It's a pain in the ass. But that's how you do it. And by the way, it feels better to win. And people who don't 
ever win at anything don't understand this. They just think it feels better to cheat and think they won. But you didn't really win. You didn't really win. It feels really good to win for real and to do things the right way. They'll never know that, but it's true. But they talk about how, oh, everyone, come one, come all. They just want more little bitches to work for them. They don't, they don't care about their well-being. It's get out there and keep working. You've only worked 16 hours today? Get your ass back in the fields because I'm not doing that. And I'm not paying somebody what they're worth to do that. So I got to have you to do that. It's just insulting. It's awful. It's not who we're supposed to be. It's not who we're supposed also, to be. Also, I want to <clears throat> clear something up. My, Please do. I, I've never heard my grandparents say anything like that. I'm just saying like an older person. Well, no, I mean, just... we now know your grandparents are racist and they're <laughs> awful people. But No, but... they're not. They're great. Um, I love them. I, I, and I've never seen them ever. I've never heard them say anything like that. I'm just saying just someone out of place, out of touch would say that. You know. Look, people and, people and, who... You're, you're, well, your grandparents are younger than my grandparents. My grandparents actually were great people, but they grew up at a time where things were different, where they would say some things. You're like, yeah, um, you can't say that anymore. Like, no, that's... And the thing is, like with Pelosi there, she was trying to be sincere. We need to get people jobs. Like She thought she was saying the right thing. It just She should have said it a different way, and then it, it, it would have... Well, let's not say she was sincere. She, she's never sincere about anything except she for... She was trying to be. She was yeah. trying to She's be. trying to come off as sincere. How about we say yes. it that way? They're ridiculous, though. They can't do it. Um, <clears throat> all right, folks, it is that time. We are at 3 p.m. Eastern. We are headed over to Booze and Banter. I've put the link in the thread. I will do it one more time because I am a kind soul. But that is where we will be for Booze and Banter. You can bring your questions. We'll get into some topics. A couple of you already said you've got some stuff you want to talk about there, so we'll, we'll do it over there. We're glad to be back with you. We hope you had an awesome weekend. If you're in the South, the Southeast, particularly Florida or South Carolina, hope that you and your loved ones are okay. You're hanging in there and surviving. Tom, hi from the UK. Glad you're here, man. I'm sorry that we're taking off now, but you can join us over on Booze and Banter. Um, if you can't make it, we'll look forward to seeing the rest of you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, 2 p.m. Eastern, all the major platforms, every podcast platform out there. So many, I can't even list them. Come check us out. We'll see you in Booze and Banter. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.